Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Best of All Leading League Sports. I'm your host Ryan Fahey and today, guys, we have UFC 282, the preview. We have Magomed Ankalaev and Jan Blahovic trying to secure the 205 pound gold. We have Patty Pimblett. Can the hype train keep rolling? We have Darren Till coming back to action for the first time in a minute. We have Ilya Taporia and Bryce Mitchell. And on top of that, guys, World Cup Madness, Argentina, Netherlands, Brazil, Croatia, Morocco, stunning Portugal, and England versus France. And on top of that, Mayfield Mania, the NFL guys, absolutely going crazy. Can't wait to get into it. Stay tuned. Well, ladies and gentlemen, another day of the World Cup has passed. Guys, I mean, it's been crazy. This entire tournament has had a lot of controversy, a lot of stuff going on, you know, behind the scenes. You know, a death of our uh, analyst from the United States uh, men's national team, uh, Grant Wall. He unfortunately passed away. Condolences to him and his family. And then, you know, you've had a lot of things going on and off the field. You know, this entire thing has been a very controversial World Cup. There has been a few things that I'm not really going to get into because, as I said before, I report sports, not anything else like that. But anyways, guys, let's go ahead and get into it. Argentina survives Netherlands 2-2, but 4-3 on PKs for Argentina to advance. Guys, what a game this was. I mean, as you would expect... Messi delivered, and he did. He played a really good game. Molina scored in the 35th minute, and then Messi scored in the 73rd until Weghorst of Netherlands scored two equalizers to send Netherlands and Argentina to, ec to extra time and PKs. What a game this was. I mean, guys, this game also didn't just have a lot of high-scoring drama. There was physical drama as well. As you saw, Paredes from Argentina had a mean tackle on Nathan Ake, in which Paredes, after the call, he blasted the ball, kicked it at the Dutch bench, which is pretty classless if you ask me. That's something that you just don't do. I mean, I understand that tensions get hot, and, you know, it's a very, very, you know, high-class game, and it's a very intense sport to watch. I get that 100%, 100%, I completely understand. But Croatia in Brazil, that was another game that happened too. I mean, Croatia was able to stun the World Cup favorites in Brazil. And I thought that game right there was a whole lot interesting considering considering what we all see from this Brazil team time and time again when it comes to the World Cup. Neymar, he tied Pele for, for the most ever when it comes to the Brazilian national team for Selecao. And Croatia, they didn't really have a, a shot on goal all game long. Played a lot of defensive with, uh, they played really defensive with, you know, Livakovic of Croatia had 11 saves against that mean Brazil up front with Richarlson and Neymar. And guys, for them to win that game also on PKs, 4-2 on PKs, but Croatia and Brazil tied. And like I said, it was 4-2 on PKs. I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, defense can really move a long way. And a lot of people were not expecting Croatia to make the run that they did. And look what they did, man. I mean, I mean, they won the game. Props to them. But Croatia and Argentina, the way that I see that game going, I mean, look at how Argentina has been attacking. Great. They've been attacking great. And Croatia has a, has a stacked midfield. And, I mean, and Livakovic of Croatia showed that he is a decorated goalkeeper, just like Argentina. Argentina has a great goalkeeper as well. I mean, he he turned up immaculately 
going up against the Netherlands. And he, he played a really great game. And, you know, the way that I see this going is that it's just going to be a tale of two defenses. I mean, you already know that Argentina has the superior attack. We get that. We understand. But listen, Argentina has struggled a lot on the defensive side of the ball, whereas Croatia, I feel like they've, they've done their thing throughout the tournament. But, I mean, you saw early slip-ups against Saudi Arabia, and also you saw them against Australia. So Argentina, they have, you know, Molina and Messi up front, and also Di Maria, who came off the bench, who hasn't really done that well because he's had a little bit of a quad injury. But still, guys, they've been doing their thing. They've been doing everything right on the offensive side of the ball. But once they get a lead, they they just they just tend to they just tend to you know they tend to falter a little bit on that defensive side of the ball, and you can't do that, especially against Croatia, who just beat Brazil. It it, it both like both games went to extra time, and it was scoreless going into extra time for the Brazil Croatia game. And look at what Croatia did: Brazil scored first, then Croatia comes back, insane, still insane. And uh, I just got done finish watching watching the England and France game. That was insane for those who watched it. But anyways, let's go ahead and get to the game that happened earlier today. Morocco beats Portugal 1-0. In my opinion, that's probably one of the biggest, or if not the biggest, upset in World Cup history. Ronaldo, unable to, he's, he's, the World Cup seems to escape him and escapes Messi too. I mean, we don't know. We'll see. But it's the first African nation to make the semifinals in the Men's World Cup. And Nasiri of Morocco broke through in the 42nd minute and had nine shots with three on target for the Morocco um, squad. And then Portugal had 12 shots with three on target. But like I said, perhaps the biggest upset in World Cup history. Now, guys, France and England. My gosh, man. This was this game right here, I was anticipating this, this game all week long. And as soon as it got announced, I've been anticipating it, just been waiting for it. Um, but guys, 17th minute, Tushimeni from France bodied a great shot, great shot there. Then a 54th minute PK goal by Kane to equalize. Great game back and forth. But the one thing that was the biggest controversy throughout the entire game was the amount of penalties or fouls that France had that they got away with. France could have given up three PKs. And speaking of speaking of three PKs, there's one that, in my opinion, should have been a PK. I think I think at the end of the first half. But then you got to take a look at Harry Kane. He had a second chance at the penalty spot to equalize it, to make it two-two, to send it to full time. He hits it over the bar. He hits it over the bar. That's something that you can't do in those situations. But I mean, it was a great game. I enjoyed it. But I mean, England dominated the game with possessions. But, you know, Olivier Giroud in the 78th minute had a heroic header. And France just got away with a lot of fouls. And the referee started to call him towards late in the game. But like I said, a lot of controversy there. I enjoyed watching the game. The only downside was just there's so many fouls and whatnot that I felt like they, they kind of got away with. But now it's going to be the only four teams left are Argentina and Croatia. And then you have France and Morocco next. So I'm really excited for that one, guys. But anyways, tune in here in a minute. I'm going to go to break and go to the ad read. So the next thing that we're going to talk about, UFC 282 preview. And then I'm going to break down a little bit of NFL. So stay tuned. Here are the ad reads. Balls Nation, I am pleased to announce that I'm going to be promoting and sponsoring a special auction for a nonprofit organization here in the upstate of South Carolina. Servants for Sight is a nonprofit organization serving the upstate of South Carolina that provides free vision services for underserved people in the community of the upstate. I'll be posting the link to donate or perhaps, you know, tap into the auction in the description of this episode. So stay tuned for that. 
in need of some really cool clothing and streetwear? Well, I have the perfect place for you. Hyped Experience and No Man's Land Vintage is the perfect source for all your vintage, pop culture, and streetwear needs. Follow No Man's Land Vintage and Hyped Experience on Instagram. This is all for people who live in the upstate of South Carolina, and trust me, guys, I go here all the time, and it is incredible. They have such a variety of different kicks shirts, jerseys, everything that you want pop culture. They have old school stuff. And like I said, guys, I told my buddy Ethan, who actually runs one of these Instagram pages, guys, when you wear a piece of vintage, it's like wearing a piece of history. So come on down to these websites or on top of that, just follow them on Instagram. That is N-O-M-A-N-S-L-A-N-D-V-T-G, all one word. And on top of that, H-Y-P-E-D-E-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E, all one word on Instagram. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. So first of all, UFC 282. Guys, so many interesting storylines, big time drama from what happened with the main event originally. And guys, I'm excited. I mean, it might not be that much of a deep card on paper, but looking at it, there's some interesting storylines and I'm going to be tuning in. And personally, one of my favorite fighters, Darren the Gorilla Till from Liverpool, England, he's going to be returning after a loss to Derek Brunson over 15 months ago as he's been struggling with a lot of different injuries. But this guy has still not lost a step, and he has completely dedicated himself to training at new places. He's trained at All-Star MMA in Stockholm in Sweden with his new buddy Hamzat Chemaev, who's an absolute force inside the octagon. And he's been training in Thailand with multiple different, you know, as he said, Russian killers from around the world who are 30 and 0, incredible grapplers, and he's ready to go to war. And I've never seen, I haven't seen Darren look this sharp or see this, like, see him as mentally focused as I've seen him in some of these interviews. But, I mean, interviews are different than fights, and I get that 100%. But make no mistake about it, although he's 1 and 4 in his last five, only one win, and he's had four losses, he's fought against some of the best in the world. Derek Brunson, Robert Whitaker, you know, Tyron Woodley, Jorge Masvidal. We get it. We get it. Some of the best in the world. But we need him as Darren Till fans or just fans in general. He's a fan favorite, and we want him to win. But his fight right here against against uh, Drakus uh, Duplessis is not going to be an easy fight because he has an absolute force with his kickboxing. He He's coming off a great win against Brad Tavares, and... These two guys are striking wizards. However, Duplessis is really good on the ground with a slick submission game. So, the way that I expect this game, this fight to go, it's going to be an all-outstanding battle. And the way that I see this playing out is perhaps Till, you know, he might land a few cracks. But I, even though I want him to win, I don't know. I mean, we have to see. We can't really make any assumptions because we haven't seen him in 15 months. But the way that I see things going, I'm probably going to see either Till or Duplessis both beating each other by decision. So I don't think that anyone's going to get finished here. It's going to be by decision, but it's going to be a master class in striking. I can't wait to watch it. And also, guys, Patty Pimblett, yes, ladies and gentlemen, love him or hate him. He's one of the most polarizing figures right now in the UFC. We get it. He's had three, he's had three appearances so far, all wins by finish. First round finish against Vandermini in his debut. First round finish against Vargas. With a, uh, with a mean rear naked choke. And then he had a second round finish over Jordan Levitt. Great time. Great fights right now. But he's going to have to go up against Jared Gordon, who has a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, which is really good, under John Danaher, who's one of the best jiu-jitsu minds on the planet. However, Patty's striking is going to be the difference maker in this matchup because he strikes with such 
unorthodox you know he has such an unorthodox style with the striking you know flying knees and and everything like that just jumping kicks everything he has the pace to push this for five rounds say what you want but you can't underestimate jared gordon when it comes to getting into these grappling exchanges because although jordan levitt was a great grappler when he fought patty we get that and he and he was able to give patty a little bit of trouble jared's no average joe i mean even though he doesn't fight the way that you know a lot of people expect him to he he waits and he's very patient and he finds his timing and when he does he can make people pay and this is what can make this fight really interesting because whoever wins this fight and in my opinion i feel like it's going to be pimblet by finish but whoever wins this fight is going to step up and they're finally going to face someone in the top 15 because i understand we've heard a lot about patty we get it he talks a lot and he's been and he's been saying all these things we get it but here's the thing you can flap your gums all you want but when, until you face a top 15 opponent in the lightweight division, arguably one of the most deep or if not the deepest division where you have the likes of Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, and, and you know Charles Oliveira and Islam Makhachev, just to name a few, the brand new champ. We don't know, guys. I mean, we don't know. And the way that I – like, I mean, if Pimley can get this done, he's going to have to fight someone in the top 15, and then we're going to see what he's really made of. But in my opinion, I think it's going to be Pimblet by finish. And now, moving up to Ilya Taporia and Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell, or a.k.a. Thug Nasty, is a problem for this 145-pound division. He just dominated one of the best strikers in the featherweight division and one of the best kickers of all time in Edson Barboza. And he dominated the fight. Took him down, controlled him the entire time. I remember watching that fight. That was for the Covington and Masvidal pay-per-view. That was a, that was a great you know, way to showcase his skills. Not exactly the most fan friendly, but this fight right here is going to be really fun because Thug Nasty is a, is a great wrestler, but I mean, his striking isn't that too far behind either. But you got to be careful of Taporia, who's 12 and 0, and he's coming off with three straight KO finishes and has excellent ground escapes and great takedown defense. And his striking, his, his like, he lands 2.87 significant strikes per minute compared to Mitchell's 2.28 significant strikes per minute so this fight right here is all going to be about if bryce can control him on the ground and just continue to just you know overwhelm him with that wrestling pressure so if i have to pick i'm probably going to go with bryce mitchell by a dominant ground game win by either submission or by decision and guys the youngest ufc debut ever raul roses jr at 18 years old and he won a contract on Dana White's Contender Series and had to sacrifice finishing out high school. You know, hanging out with his friends. Some of the best times of, you know, your life, as they say. And, I mean, it was some of the best times of my life, in my opinion. I mean, I'm only 20 years old, but still. It was some fun times back in high school. I enjoyed it. But, um, you know, for him to go into the UFC at 18 years old, that's incredible. That's just one big storyline I wanted to mention. But, guys, moving on to the main event a new and new will be crowned tonight for the 205-pound division, Jan Blahovich or Magomed Ankalaev. This is a great fight. I like this fight. I really do. Jan Blahovich is a former champ. You've obviously heard of Polish power. First secured the belt after John Jones vacated, and he won the belt against Dominic Reyes. Then he beat Israel Adesanya for the first time in his MMA career. And then, you know, he lost to Glover Teixeira. We understand. He lost that fight. Glover came out, and he secured his dream. And then, you got to look, Alexander Rakic, they fought last time that Jan Blachowicz fought was against Rakic, and Rakic lost to injury because he blew out his knee. And he was originally supposed to, this was originally supposed to be the original co-main event, 
But, you know, the main event, as we know, Glover Teixeira and Yuri Prohoshka. Prohoshka suffered probably the worst shoulder injury like that Dana White's ever seen, according to Dana White. And Glover Teixeira got passed by for this opportunity, which I feel like they kind of did him wrong. But um, this is a good fight because these guys match up really well. But let's take, I mean, Jan Blachowicz has incredible power. Incredible power. I mean, he has he has seven first-round finishes, nine KO wins, and nine submission wins. Incredible. But, guys, Magomed Ankalaev is no average Joe. He's been on a nine-fight winning streak with wins against former title challengers Anthony Smith by KO after Smith suffered an injury and a decision win against former title challenger Tiago Santos, a decision win against Nikita Krylov, who's a, who's a great prospect for the 205-pound division, and former title ta- uh, for, former title challenger Volkan Ozdemir. Sorry about that. Excuse me. But Jan will look to try to stop the pressure of the wrestling that, that Magomed Ankalaev had because he has... He's a Greco-Roman wrestling champion of Dagestan. And Dagestan wrestling is no average joke when it comes to the MMA game. Because you've seen the likes of Habib Nurmagomedov and Islam Makachev both win belts. And this guy could be another guy from Dagestan to win the belt. And you got to take a look because Ankalaev, not only is he a great wrestler, he is an insane striker. He has 10 KOs, 6 first round finishes, and his trip and takedown techniques with heavy ground and pounds make him one of the most decorated 205ers on the planet. So if I have to pick between these two, it's going to be a fun fight, but it's not going to go the distance. So I'm probably going to go with Jan Blahovic by KO in round four. And anyways, guys, I'm going to go on break, and I'm going to bring you one more final ad read, and then I'm going to get into NFL Week 14 and Baker Mayfield Madness. What's going on, guys? So, are you in need of some new radio show fun or new music? Come on now, are you? I have the place for you. XLR Lander University Radio or XLRLanderRadio.com. From new shows to sports shows and to pop culture shows, XLR gives Lander University students the opportunity to share their talent and expertise. Follow graduates like Octane underscore XLR on IG as Brandon Blankenship covers... Uh, all things motorsports and off the bench XLR as Hayden Joyner discusses everything and anything in sports. Like I said, guys, go to www.xlrlanderradio, all one word, dot com. And finally, guys, we have Baker Mayfield. I mean, guys, what a debut. I mean, this guy has been answering questions with that last performance for the Rams. And, uh, I mean, there's been a lot of doubts. I mean, he's been to – we went from Cleveland to the Panthers and now on the Rams as, you know, Matthew Stafford is hurt. And for him to come on and be money and throw for 230 yards and a game-winning 90-yard – I mean, 98-yard drive down the field to win with a TD, that just goes to show that, you know, he, he came in – 48 hours before that game against the Raiders. And for him to do that, big implications. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of memes when it comes to this. And people are saying, maybe, just maybe, he might be good on the rims. We don't know that yet, guys. I mean, he. Ha- I mean, it was, it was insane to see. It was insane to see the highlight for him to win. And then, you know, it goes to show that anything can happen in the NFL. And there's going to be very interesting storylines this week. I mean, the Jets and the Bills, they have a rematch this weekend with Mike White squaring off against Jalen and, and his Bills offense. But, you know, the Bills lost Von Miller because he has an ACL, he had an ACL tear and also he's going to have surgery. And 
there's other games also going on this week. There's the Eagles and Giants, and the Eagles are going to look to upset Daniel Jones in their offense with Darius Slay and James Bradbury on defense as the Giants look to you know get off of the offensive skid. And like I said, guys, I like how the how the NFL is going right now. I mean, the worst part about the NFL over the past few years that I've seen that there's been a little bit of a trend is to see how many injuries there's been. And that's like been the most depressing part when it comes to watching the NFL. And it just sucks. And then, you know, there's storylines with OBJ possibly coming back. And a lot of the things that he's been saying is that why wait to, I mean, why, why come back in the regular season? I understand. But my question is, like I said, I said this before, where is he going to go? Like, where is he going to go and how is he going to do? Because his consistency sometimes is a problem. He can, be, he can be the best player on the field or he can just be a role player. That's what it feels like. I mean, sometimes like he'll get that deep shot, he'll get the opportunity, and then sometimes he'll fumble it. But I'm just saying, but if he can secure another Super Bowl somewhere else and be, you know, a critical player and a and a and a critical and a and a critical, you know, playmaker coming down the stretch, well, I'll cement his legacy. I mean, and I think a lot of people start to respect him a little bit more too. Because if he would have been on the Rams offense, if he didn't tear his ACL last year against the Bengals in the Super Bowl, I mean, he probably would have done a lot better. I mean, but he still played pretty decent during that game. But uh, anyways, guys, thank you all for tuning in for the first episode that I'm going to be posting on Spotify and other streaming services. Thank you all. And like I said, all these ad reads and whatnot, I'm going to be posting in the description. Take care, guys, and I will see you guys next time.